They say talk is cheap, I let my diamonds talk. 2018, Hello everybody, I'm your host J.D. Wessel back here with another Talk is Cheap podcast. We made our long-awaited return last week and we were able to get Kyle Perry from the Nebraska Cornhuskers, the left-handed pea chucker who is currently injured for the Cornhuskers, but he took some time out of his busy week to come and sit down with me and kind of talk about some general things about Husker baseball, obviously the return of baseball in general, and kind of how he's been dealing with injuries and getting through that. So on today's episode, we will be talking about the Nebraska Cornhuskers and their impressive start to the 2021 season. Obviously, this team and everyone in college baseball was plagued by COVID and obviously the shutting down of the season the canceling of the season, and obviously no called World Series in Omaha. Um, This obviously came as a big surprise. Um, And in the last podcast, Kyle actually mentioned, you know, you never never really think something like this will happen um, where they completely shut everything down. And I remember when it first happened, I had some of the same thoughts. I was in Galveston, Texas with some buddies. Um, We were on a little spring break trip, um, just hanging out, enjoying – Enjoying the warm weather down in uh, down in Texas, but I remember when they first canceled classes, I was thinking, okay, well, they canceled them for a couple weeks, but at that time, they were canceling schools all around the nation for the whole semester, um, and obviously that we we see how that ultimately ended up going, um, shutting most things down, shutting down pretty much the whole world for a time being, and um, really, it's just amazing that. Um, these athletes, these officials, these coaches, really everyone involved in the NCAA and sports in general have been able to make this comeback this season. Um, and that brings me to my point with with the Big Ten and college baseball finally being back. It's been a whole, a whole year since we've seen college baseball, and it's really been awesome so far. I've been able to get out to a couple Husker games um, and watch those guys. They actually just started allowing fans – a couple weeks back, um, and you know Husker Nation was ready to be out there and be loud, um, and that's exactly what happened. And um, what what was a bonus is the Nebraska Cornhuskers have been off to a very impressive start this season. They currently lead the Big Ten with a 15-6 and record. They lead teams like Michigan, who, who were in the national championship picture last the last time we saw them play, um, Indiana and Ohio State kind of lead off the or end off the list there for the other two teams behind them so the Cornhuskers right now are a game ahead in the Big Ten Uh, Michigan with a 15 and 7 record are the only ones that are that are a game behind the Cornhuskers and I, I think a lot of this success has came from the veteran leaders on this team guys who obviously returned but guys who also came came through the transfer portal with Will Bolt um, obviously, Will Bolt took over the head coach position for the Cornhuskers after Darren Erstad departed um, a couple seasons ago. And again, we if you haven't listened to that last episode, Kyle kind of gave his perspective on kind of buying in, the buy-in that these players need to be successful. And a lot of that he credited to just, you know, the guys knowing that with COVID and kind of the uncertainty with fans he knew that these guys needed to bring an extra charge, an extra effort in the offseason. 
Um, and he said this this team is a very close bunch, and obviously right now they're hitting on all cylinders. The Cornhuskers coming off of a seven-game win streak, which was one of the longest win streaks since 2016 against Purdue. The Cornhuskers actually went on an eight-game win streak, and they were able to kind of get rolling that season. But this season, it's early, and the Cornhuskers are definitely rolling, and they've had great production all around. Matter of fact, the Cornhuskers right now lead the Big Ten in batting average. Um, they, they're second in hits. Right now, they're second in home runs. And RBIs, they're leading the Big Ten with 140. And those are just a couple stats. Um, if you watch the Cornhuskers actually go and play, you know this lineup, top to bottom, has solid production everywhere. Um, and Coach Will Bolt has really, he's done a phenomenal job with working with kind of the guys he, he, he brought in um, and the guys who were already there. I think he, he has had a good connection with the guys that, you know, he, he, he didn't know much about going into the season. And Kyle talked about that too. And that, that's one of those things where you, you really don't know what kind of buy-in or production you're going to get from your players being a new coach. And again, the coach necessarily doesn't know much about the guys coming in. Um, obviously, he didn't recruit them. He didn't see them play in high school. So, you know, that's that's a perspective there that not many people think about. Um, and they've had good buy-in, and it, it's brought them to, again, top of the Big Ten, very successful start to the season, the best start um, in many years for the Cornhuskers. And for hitting – that is obviously the strength for the Cornhuskers. Jackson Hallmark right now ranks sixth in the Big Ten with a batting average. Um, he, he has 30 hits for the Cornhuskers, a couple RBIs, and he's had just great production overall from the top of that lineup aspect. Um, and just being able to get the Huskers rolling early has been a, a big part of the success this season. Another player, the freshman Max Anderson from Millard West in Omaha, Nebraska. This guy has been lighting it up for the Cornhuskers. He's currently ranked 14th in the Big Ten for his batting average, and he's really just been doing a lot of different things. He has 18 RBIs, which is towards the top of the Big Ten RBI-wise. He He's right around the top 10 in that aspect, and he's given the Huskers some great production. He's kind of swung the the 4-5 and five hole for the Cornhuskers this season, and, and he's really seen the ball well and – to be honest, he's he had that production in high school, and at the time he was committed to Texas A&M under Will Bolt. And after Darren Erstad departed, uh, Max Anderson ended up committing to the Cornhuskers and following Will Bolt. And that has been some of the best production that one of Will Bolt's guys has, has really had so far. Max Anderson uh, up for Big Ten Player of the Year in the freshman class. Um he has really just been lighting it up and showing why he was recruited by Texas A&M and Will Bolt and why Bolt wanted him to come over. So the Huskers, again, leading the Big Ten. And a big storyline to this season has been the struggles pitching-wise. Um, the Cornhuskers obviously have players like Cade Povich, a transfer from a JUCO college. Um... They have Shea Shanneman, who's been coming in, Jake Buns, just to name a few. Um, and the Cornhuskers have gotten some pretty good production out of them. I, I wouldn't say they're struggling by any means. Um, but with that being said, um, the Cornhuskers do have, again, left-handed Kyle, Kyle Perry, the left-handed pitcher, 
out for the potentially out for the season. Um, he is obviously returning back from Tommy John surgery, which is a a very tough comeback um, for a lot of players. So Kyle is is currently getting prepared to potentially make a, a return late in the season. Um, obviously, obviously, that's still up for grabs on kind of how he he develops uh, throughout the season, just with his recovery and obviously coming back from a a significant injury like that can be tough. And the other right-handed pitcher, Colby Gomez, who is a six-four junior, he is also on the injured reserve list. List he he suffered a tear of his labrum and was planning on making his comeback this season, um, but ended up getting injured again and had to get surgery again. So Colby has been sidelined as well. And again, I wouldn't say the the current pitching staff for the Cornhuskers is is struggling by any means. I mean, Cade Povich is, has done a very exceptional job with with this being one of his first first full seasons for the Cornhuskers. He has been pretty much phenomenal through the first four or five innings of the game. And, you know, he, he has had those games where he's able to go the distance. Um, and he's really impressed me in that aspect. And um, But with that being said, having Kyle and Colby out obviously limits the Cornhuskers on depth for the position of pitching. Um, and, you know, with that being said, the Cornhuskers, they, they're at the top of the Big Ten right now. So, you know, you could say that's an issue. Um, but at the end of the day, the Cornhuskers are able to win these games. Uh, only six losses through the start of the season shows that this team is, again, clicking on all cil- cylinders and making things happen. Um, the Cornhuskers also lead the Big Ten in fielding percentage, which has been a big factor of this season. Obviously, Efri Cervantes, one of the lockdown corner guys over at third base, has been He's been very phenomenal in the field this season, um, leading the Big Ten in fielding percentage, which, you know, on paper might not look like much. But when you're able to have players out there who can make plays and kind of make things happen is when you'll have a lot of success. Um, Again, the pitching staff is not what's struggling um, at all. Um, The fielding percentage for the Cornhuskers right now is around 98% which kind of separates them from the rest of the field. Um, and the, this Cornhuskers team is very disciplined and does not make a lot of mistakes, and that's why I like where this team is headed. Um, so now I'm going to kind of kind of transition into what we can expect for the rest of the season. Um, the Cornhuskers, again, they have a the rest of the season to look forward to. Um, this season is far from over. Um, they're actually heading to Penn State this next weekend on the 16th. They will have an away series at Penn State, um, and then they'll be headed to Michigan State. So they're going to have two road trips that will send them uh, up up into the Midwest area. And, you know, I think those are very winnable series right there. Um, the Cornhuskers are going against two teams who are struggling in the Big Ten. Um, who are just trying to find their footing right now towards the bottom of the bottom of the pack. So those should be some winnable series. With the way the Huskers have been playing, it's it's safe to say these guys are towards the top of the Big Ten, and and it's no mistake. Um, they win games, they make things happen. 
Um, and they always find a way to win. And that's kind of been the story this season. The Cornhuskers could could give up 10 runs, but they're going to they're gonna capitalize with 14. Um, and I think that's been why they've been winning. Um, but with that being said, they are 4-3 and three against teams with winning records this season. So in that aspect, they've kind of struggled against teams towards the top of the Big Ten. Um, but I wouldn't say it's really anything to be concerned about as a Husker fan. Um, I think you look at the rest of the schedule. They have Rutgers and Lincoln, Nebraska, Indiana series, and then they'll head down back against Rutgers to play them again, um, which are, again, very winnable games. I would say Indiana is probably the most talented team out of Penn State, Michigan State, Rutgers, and Indiana. I would say Indiana is probably one of the better teams, obviously third in the Big Ten. Um, and then they'll be headed back to Lincoln, Nebraska after those games to face off against Northwestern in a series. And then they will cap off the season in Bloomington, Indiana, with Kind of a little three-way matchup with Ohio State and Indiana, and they will cap off the season against the Michigan Wolverines in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I think looking forward to this schedule, um, obviously that last series against Michigan is going to be a vital one for the Huskers to win the Big Ten. But again, they don't want to look too far ahead and get ahead of themselves. They have a lot of games left in the season, just around 20 games left. Um, and you know, they, I know these guys will take it game by game. And, you know, this this group here, they have full confidence right now. This is, again, one of the best starts they've had in quite a while. And I think with that being said, they they really just have the confidence right now to go in and face anyone, and they're willing to get each other's backs. Um, in that last podcast, we talked to Kyle, and he talked about just kind of being the first man out of the dugout, having that mentality, having the guys up, knowing we have to bring the energy because – because not every arena, not every stadium is going to have fans that are able to cheer you on. Obviously, they have a, a parent section or you know, people who are able to travel. But this is not the same crowd that we've seen two years ago um, when, when these teams were selling out, selling out their home, home stadiums. That's when you'd you know, have some troubles to get your own momentum. But now um, we've, we've seen these athletes, really every guy off the bench, showing that energy, bringing that energy. And I've never really seen the Huskers necessarily down and out of a game. Um, they, they've always been able to kind of respond this season. Um, there's been a couple games early in the season where they struggled to collect hits, but then the next game they were able to put up um, 10 runs. Um, one, an example there would be against Iowa. They, uh, they come in kind of rolling. Um, they're, they're playing Iowa and Ohio State in that series off to a good start in the season um, on a little five-game win streak, and then they ended up kind of struggling hitting. Um, they went on a little three-game skid. They respond the next time where they played in Iowa City against the Hawkeyes and were able to put up 10 runs, and the next game they put up 13. So I think that kind of just speaks on the Huskers' kind of mentality and ability to bounce back, not let a couple games kind of kind of decide the, the tone of the rest of the season. Um, after those three losses, they ended up going on the seven-game win streak. Um, so I think there's a lot of factors into why the Huskers are playing well this season and being able to get the job done. They've had great production from really everyone, top to bottom in the hitting, hitting column. Um, and the pitching, again, I wouldn't say they're struggling. I really wouldn't. This pitching staff, they're young. They are young. 
but I, I like what the Huskers are doing, developing these guys, giving them meaningful pitching minutes or pitching innings and, you know, just letting those guys kind of go out and get their groove. So I, I really like what the Huskers are doing in that aspect. And with that being said, I think that's all we're going to have for this episode. I just kind of wanted to run over, uh, you know, some of the some of the aspects of the Big Ten and what we could be seeing here for the rest of the season. But right now, your Cornhuskers lead the Big Ten, and they are looking to keep that going this weekend against the Penn State Nittany Lions. That's all I have for this week's Talk is Cheap. We'll see you later. Yeah. They say talk is cheap, I let my diamonds talk. 2018, it came with all the ball. 